You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. To America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out our Facebook page.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, and we will uh, put together uh, all of these segments. Uh, had a fun first segment, off to a strong start. Uh, up co- upcoming up on the rest of this program, we're going to be taking a look at uh, a review of the ACA, figuring out how we got here. It's been five years. We're going to be looking at uh, some of the experience of uh, participants since its last passage, um, some of the issues here with this Supreme Court case. Let's get our uh, our, our guest co-host thoughts on uh, King versus Burwell. You can read my thoughts on our website, which is... Um, uh, healthreformexplained.com. I have my uh, column is uh, Health Reform Movie Marathon. And um, my thoughts on uh, King versus Burwell are in uh, that, uh, in my thought, I put it in context with My Cousin Vinny, my, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I believe that uh, Vincent Gambino from my, my Cousin Vinny probably could have won the case for the government because I don't think that it's going to get overturned. What do you think? Well, I would I would agree with that opinion. I don't think it's going to be overturned because I think the uh, Supreme Court's going to look at it uh, from multiple uh, er- ways. And I think that at the end of the day, I think SCOTUS will uphold the ca- uh, the, the the case. Um, I think the ramifications of eliminating the Affordable Care Act are so great uh, that uh, we're talking putting 20 new, 22 million people back on the uninsured rolls, among other things. And so I don't think the court is going to want to uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's going to lead to uh, big premium increases, potentially. Right, well, and uh, I was reading uh, earlier this week that uh, some of those uh, increases, if uh, the subsidies would go away, would be upwards of 200%. 200%. So that would be for, what's the average premium, like three, $400? About $400, so you would uh, look at about uh, an $800 increase in the cost of your uh, premium to about $1,200 a month. Can they actually do that, I mean, under the, the rules and the law? Well, if you throw out the Affordable Care Act uh, premium subsidies, absolutely they could hmm. because now all of a sudden you're losing 22 million people, and I think that the insurance companies uh, are trying to hedge their bet, and that's why you see maybe them trying to look at consolidation. Uh, and that's already happened. Well, one of them left, uh, which was insurance. That le- that happened not too long ago. Uh, what are some of the other ones that, that that you're seeing? And we'll get get our guest thoughts here. Well, uh, Anthem uh, is making bids currently to take over Sigma uh, Health Insurance, and United Healthcare Group uh, has uh, started uh, a process to acquire Aetna, and uh, Humana is possibly. Uh, being looked at to uh, being taken over because of their large share of Medicare Advantage customers. Right, and that's well, that and I think that's a big, big observation because of you know the 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 growing senior population and that being a big part of their business. Um, they made how much again? Did you see? Uh, I did not. It was quite a bit. It I was think. it was well over I think a hundred. $150 billion, okay, well, I believe. That's an awful lot of money. Let's get our, our contributors' thoughts on that. We're joined by Stuart Sloan, the president of SIG Consulting, uh, our insurance authority and expert um, on a lot of other things in, as it relates to the uh, industry. How are you doing this morning? Okay, how are you? Good. 
Good, good. We uh, we've we've got off to a good start. We've been talking about the the data hack in our first segment uh, on the program about uh, the the 2.6 or 2.8 billion dollars, um, and it only was it four months, I believe, that was uh, already sent to insurers with no documentation. So uh, just curious on your thoughts on that issue before we dive into uh, some of these other things as far as, you know, the ACA, how we got here, and so on and so forth. Well, it's all part of the fact that the government doesn't know how to, to uh, really effectively run, uh, you know, a, a benefits program. I mean, the only success they really had is Medicare. Um, but all the things, anything connected with uh, the, uh, the uh, Obamacare, accountable care, uh, program. Uh, there's no account. There has been no accountability since passage. I made the observation. I mean, they can't even keep their books straight for uh, healthcare.gov, and they're inspecting uh, mid-sized employers uh, to do all this reporting for it. It's kind of odd. Well, not only that, but again, when you look at it from the insurance company perspective, when they're expecting money uh, because of the claims experience from the the three uh, risk. Uh, reinsurance pools, nobody really knows uh, what they're going to be getting uh, by December. I know it's going to be it's going to be pretty wild. Um, and one of those things that could impact it is the the King versus Burwell decision. Uh, will there be any clear cut winners in your thoughts? In your eyes? Um, I think they're they're going to be you know winners and losers, uh, and it all gets down to interpretation. But you know. The court is finishing its session right now with 11 cases, uh, same-sex marriage, Obamacare, uh, clean air, housing discrimination, uh, lethal injections, you know, and political maps as part of the decisions that have to come down within the next two weeks. Some of the earliest part of that will come Monday, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of expecting it so very, very soon. So, um, you know, how, how do we even get here? I know that... It just seems like yesterday, at least from my standpoint, just because I've been working on this issue for so long, that the Supreme Court upheld um, the ACA. Kind of surprised that uh, we're still here. We're still talking about it here. Well, uh, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody because understand how we got here. Uh, we prior to March 23rd, 2010, uh, we had a uh, we had uninsured levels of uh, almost of. Uh, you know, 14% of the population, uh, the cost of insurance had had, had risen to a, a point where it was almost 17% of uh, GDP. Uh, we had problems with pre-existing conditions, benefit limits, and all the other onus things that made uh, health insurance very expensive uh, and very uh, sort of one-sided as far as the public is concerned in favor of insurance companies. Obamacare changed all that, um, and everything now is is uh, on the basis of community rating. They be, okay. So here's my thoughts. Do you think they switched people from being uninsured to underinsured? Yes, very much so. Because the people who were insured under and were able to get into Obamacare uh, found themselves in terms of their choices. They picked things. Uh, that they thought was affordable uh, with the uh, the uh, in, the dollars that were to come to them sure. uh, from from the government uh, to be able to afford that because of of where they stood on the on the economic totem pole. But by the time you add what they paid for premium plus their out of pocket expenses, 
all of a sudden, uh, a lot of this has become unaffordable. A lot of people have gotten care that they hadn't gotten before, but still a lot of people still can't afford to go to the doctor or, or fill a prescription uh, because of what their out-of-pocket uh, exposure is. Exactly. I mean, these deductibles are, are unbelievable. I saw a statistic, and I've said this before, that the, the average deductible exceeds the, the savings that many people have right now. So mm-hmm. if they have an issue, how are they going mm-hmm. to pay for it? So um, what, what do you think would happen as far as premiums if, if the, 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 the court finds in, in favor of the plaintiffs? I know that rate increases are already going up. Uh, in the first segment I talked about personally, for me, I'm, they're going up over 20% uh, for the Blue Cross plan that I have. And um, we're seeing that all over the country. Could that be even more under, uh, under, the, under that scenario? Yeah, I, it'll, it'll be worse. Um, You'll see an exit of people who, if they're not going to get subsidies, you're going to see uh, an exit uh, from Obamacare for those that that are are sick or have pre-existing conditions uh, or need ongoing treatment. They are forced to stay in there. So the death spiral of the of the unhealthy versus those that are healthy and can go to the open marketplace is going to start a scenario where you can see. Uh, up to a 45% rate increase all across the country. And they can do that, right? Oh, very simply. Very, very simply. And right now, and that will cause 7.5 million people who are covered by the federal exchange to lose their coverage. We're talking with Stuart Sloan, uh, president of State Consultant, also joined by Alan Hager on the program. Uh, Alan, do you have any questions for Stuart? Well, uh, good good after, uh, good morning, Stuart. Uh, it's glad to, uh, that you could join us here on our show today. A uh, couple questions for you. Um, how well do you think the public's followed this case? And I'm not just talking about, like, the political uh, junkies uh, in this country. I'm talking about the everyday, regular Joe who isn't always involved in politics. How well do you think those folks have uh, uh, followed the case and the issues associated with it? Well, it's a, that's really a good question. They really haven't uh, followed it very well. The Kaiser Foundation found that 59% of, of Americans have not been paying much attention to the news stories about the case. Only 16% have been following it very closely, obviously because of their interests. That means if, if when the verdict comes down, obviously it's going to be the media's job uh, to really explain what the consequences are, what it's going to mean to the average individual out there. So uh, what are some of those consequences? And, and all three of us know what, what some of those consequences are. Could you share some of uh, what you believe some of those consequences will be if this happens? Well, the consequences could potentially be, <clears throat> number one, uh, without subsidies, uh, people will, will not be able to afford insurance. Uh, one of the consequences would be uh, that states will be forced to, to build their own, uh, their own exchanges and, and also provide their own funding. Because remember, parts of, of the law states that Obamacare cannot raise the U.S. Treasury uh, to fund, you know, Obamacare. It has to be revenue neutral. Right. So if you don't have, uh, you don't you don't have um, fines for not having insurance. You don't have fines to employers for not providing uh, insurance. 
you don't have uh, fines to larger employers uh, for for the employer responsibility provisions. Uh, you also don't have the monies that Big Pharma was supposed to pay. If you also don't have funding coming from the medical equipment companies, this is where all of the funds from Obamacare was supposed to come from to afford Obamacare. Right, and you're so- going to see a mass exit. Uh, from from the marketplaces, as have been set up by Obamacare. So, uh, what choices what choices are the states going to have in establishing the exchanges? Are we on the air? No. <clears throat> the states are going to have to think, uh, to go back to their legislature, and think in terms of uh, establishing uh, their own exchanges. The question is, if they if the, if they're forced to do that. Will the government give them uh, a period of time of leeway to do that? In other words, to, to January of 2016 to do that, which doesn't give them very, you know, very much time. But the fact that the decision is coming down very quickly, uh, you know, you've got open enrollment. Regular open enrollment is October 1st. Obamacare open enrollment is November 1st. So there's not a lot of time to get out there and to try and do something on a state level. Right, right. Can you uh, hang around for another segment? We'd like to uh, get into some more of these issues and want to get your thoughts sure. on uh, these mergers potentially. Sure. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge, online healthreformexplained.com. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be looking at uh, what happens, what might happen if United, was it by Cigna? Was that uh, it? No, it was Anthem with Cigna. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that on here on America's Healthcare Challenge when we come back. <laughs> 